My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We have a really exciting guest coming on today, Ben Humble. He's an immigration uh, immigrant success story, inspirational speaker, financial freedom evangelist. You know, he's also the host of the Humble Podcast. Welcome onto the show, Ben. Thanks so much for taking your time out of the data. You know, come on as a guest and share your story. Talk about your podcast. Talk about your business. And I mean, I think we're going to have some great conversation within that alone and uh, some great takeaways, wins what's working. Um, so this is awesome. Thanks so much. Okay, Brittany, let's roll. Let's make this happen. Awesome. Yeah, if you don't mind just diving into your story, how did you get to where you are? Because I believe it's very powerful and I'd love to share it with the listeners. Cool. I'm an immigrant. So I started in 1985 in a communist country of Romania. We were told what to think, what to believe, how to behave, what to do. And that didn't work for my folks. My parents said, no, no, we need more. They're people of faith. They left the communist country. We escaped illegally. Landed in a refugee camp, and uh, I'm the oldest of nine kids. So they brought us to Canada. They had three kids in Canada. So there's five in Romania, one in Austria in a refugee camp, and three in Canada. And we grew up as the immigrant kids. Mom and dad would work two, three part-time jobs. So would we, all of us together. So that's how we grew up. Uh, I was going to be a musician my whole life. And I got to university, and I remember at University of Windsor music program, teacher says to me, hey, you're like the most talented, but laziest kid we got. That's what she said. <laughs> and I was like, how dare you? And she's like, you, you got to put in the work. And she's like, you're never going to become a high school music teacher if you keep this up. So I was like, okay, well, I didn't actually think I was here for that. I messed up. I thought this was a performance program. Apparently it wasn't. So I dropped out. I was like, I'm going to fix this thing called money so that I never have to worry about money again. And I can go back to playing music on my own terms. And that's what I did. So I started investing in real estate. I started a janitorial company. And 16 years later, I've done hundreds of deals in Canada. I launched a mortgage program. We have a, an education community. And at 37 years old, I've been living on the road for the last two years. I have financial freedom and time freedom and the ability to pursue what I think is my purpose in life, which is to help and impact people, play music, and inspire. So that's my journey in a nutshell. I'm incredibly blessed to be where I am. I get to live on the road with my beautiful wife. We've been married just over 14 years. There's her walking into the room. Hi. And I just believe in empowering people to win every single day. So I'm that guy. I'm that guy that's always overly polite, overly excited, and overly wanting to get to work and make things happen. This is incredible. Ben, thanks so much for sharing that journey because very powerful. And, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, the time and freedom, um, because I, as entrepreneurs, that is one of the biggest things that people take that leap of faith, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's leaving corporate and becoming an entrepreneur or whatever the case might be. Um, but most of the time it's, you know, they want their freedom and they want their um, financial freedom as well, time freedom and financial freedom. So talk to me about what it's like having that and, and how you feel about it. 
Well, let me break this down. So I'm, I, I don't think I'm an entrepreneur. Like I don't, I don't agree with that uh, definition for me. I'm just a person trying okay. to live life and have fun, right? So I started this whole thing of business because I didn't want to work. I wanted freedom to actually play music and have fun and travel and take care of my parents. I've been blessed and fortunate to be able to provide, you know, an incredible living for me. I was able to help my mom retire. And it, it was about getting out of work, not getting into work. I didn't build an identity around work. I built an identity around living in freedom. So I said, what's the fastest way to do that? And the answer was to create a business, a successful business that would spit off passive income or active income, doesn't matter, hire incredible people, put in an incredible process. So I learned the hard way that I don't want to be a grinding entrepreneur. That's, that's not a calling for me. That's not a calling for most people watching or listening here. They're yeah. doing this for a purpose. So I think it's important that we identify why are you in this game? and have a clear goal of when you're getting out. Everybody teaches you how to get into business. Almost nobody teaches you how to get out, how to get into freedom, how to get back your life. So I think there's three layers. Layer one is financial freedom. Most of us, small employed or self-employed, small business owners, let's say you make $200,000 a year. For the most part, you can buy what you need, have a house, have a car, et cetera. You may reach a level of financial freedom, but to do that as a self-employed person, you gave up all your time. You now became a slave to the very business you created. You became its creator and its employee in the same breath. You feel me on that? Mm -hmm. So the next level is time freedom. That's all about process, people, scaling your business, where it's a real business, not a Pinocchio, not a fake business. You know, a lot of business owners out there, they work the whole year, they make a hundred grand, but they don't take a salary and they have no time. They're like, I'm a business owner. Well, sure. So once you finally figure out time freedom, then the only thing left is why are you on this planet? What's your purpose? What are you here to do? And once you figure that piece out, you get to live life from the inside out. I get to have massive gratitude. I get to have a lot of opportunities to give back. And I get to grow all the time because I get to collaborate with incredible people. So I live from the inside out. Internal peace, time freedom, having, having passion in my life. Those are the core, my faith, those are the core things that matter. Because I've been able to achieve money and time freedom, but I've been very, very intentional about making those a priority. So I think for me, I'm very passionate about business for the purpose. Like the company doesn't own me. I own the company. It's supposed to serve me, not the other way around. Right. Right. I don't want to become an employee to the business forever because I started it. It needs to eventually outgrow me and serve me and give me the level of income and revenue that I need to go do awesome things in the world not become a slave to the company. So we work with a lot of real estate entrepreneurs and small business owners in this space, in this exact conversation. Like you want freedom, not a business. The business is supposed to give you freedom. And if it doesn't do that, then you're not doing it right. Amazing. What, Love that. What is that. Yeah. It's totally true. Like, you know, figure out that purpose and look from the inside out. That's I love that you mentioned that because that's something that entrepreneurs struggle with. And um, tell me a little bit about, you know, how you leveraged exactly to get to that place where you are free and you're not working as a slave for the business. The business is working for you. Tell me a bit about that journey. Mm. So you said a key word, which is the word leverage. This may sound a little woo-woo or, you know, out there when I talk about freedom and time freedom and all this stuff, because so many business owners are used to the grind. They turn their vocation into their lifestyle. So whatever you're good at doing, that becomes where all your time and energy goes. Most small business owners, even though they know they need to hire, they don't actually hire. 
They know they need to build some kind of process, but they don't know how to do that. There has to be a fundamental understanding of business, marketing, sales, operations, finance, and people. Not, I'm a real estate person, so I, I know how to flip houses. Great, that's the activity. Real estate is your product. So I think the big thing here to take away for me, what I learned over the years is your business isn't special. It's a business like anything else. It has a product, it has customers, it needs employees, it needs process. When you finally get those things lined up, then you can start to look at a business like what it was designed to be, something that eventually spits off more and more profit. But I think we get excited about small business and we get excited about the activity. And here's what I've learned. Most people don't run towards business. They run away from a job. You know what I'm saying by that? Like, let's just say you, you know, you were great at whatever job you did. You felt underappreciated, right? Underpaid. So Brittany yeah. goes, I'm going to start, I'm going to go ahead and start a podcast company. That's what I'm going to do. Runs out there, starts a podcast company. Great idea. And then she becomes the podcast company's only employee. And then she's working in the podcast business all day, every day, making a little bit of money. And before long, you just became its chief technician. You stopped becoming the owner and you became its employee. And I think that that's the level of conversation most small business owners need to start having. It's the difference between working on the business versus working in the business. Right. So I take this very seriously because there is, there is a progressive, systematic approach to exiting a company. I just think most people haven't had that level of training or mentorship. So they just get stuck doing the activity that their company does and they become right. the activity. Does that make sense? That's why I'm so 100%. passionate. There is a way out for every single person listening, but you have to be willing to have different conversations than the one you've been having. What do you think Absolutely. about that? Absolutely, I find that a lot of a lot of the time, people want to do put everything on their plate and do it all. But it's how are you going to scale like that? How are you going to get that financial freedom? You know, and have those conversations because it's definitely worth it. Look at the way your life turned out. You know, it's incredible. And um, you know, tell me a little bit about we've got a lot of wins with what's going on, but to get to those next levels that you have reached, what were some of the biggest challenges? I learned a lot of lessons along the way. That's for damn sure. A lot of lessons. So I think in business, you get two things, lessons or compensation. You rarely get both at the same time. So I had to get the lessons the hard way. So some of those lessons were around working alone. I worked alone for seven, eight years. And I realized in working alone that I wasn't going to get anywhere. It was just more and more and more and more and more. So I had to start looking at the business in a, in a different light. I couldn't look at it from a perspective of drama. I had to create what I would call foundational core values or belief systems about the business. I made up rules. So one of my foundational rules is data, not drama, which means that every business is a series of numbers. So I look at the business from that lens of its data. Give me the data. Give me the revenue, the expenses, the overhead. Give me the profit margin. Give me all these things. If we speak in data, we can grow the business because the language of business is numbers. I was speaking the language of the hustler, not the language of business. So these, these are foundational rules and things that I learned along the way that helped me completely shift the way that I saw what a company was. It's, a, it's not an emotional, crazy thing. You know, most of us, we co-mingle, we co-mingle the business income and our personal income. And then we launch a business and we rob it of all of its income. And then we, we eat what it produces. And then we're like, the business isn't growing, but you stole right. all of its profit. So every business owner should have foundational rules of how their business is supposed to operate. 
And that to me was it was a core like, listen, it was a problem for me because I didn't have it. I was running around in chaos. I was trying to get an edge. I was trying to figure out, like, how can I hire cheaper at one point? How can I save on expenses at one point? How can I just sell more? And I didn't realize that there were things in my business, like, there's no rules. There's no core values. There's no fulfillment system. Like, I don't know how to, like, if you can't fulfill the promises you make, most, most marketers end up becoming liars. So do business owners. I've done this. On my website, I make claims that my team can't fulfill, right? We are the right. best XYZ company out there. And then guess what happens? A customer calls and an employee has a bad day. And all of a sudden they get a horrible experience and they give you a, a horrible Google review. And you're like, I guess I'm not the best company out there. I just said I wanted to be. So right. these are lessons. I learned to make less proclamations and really focus more on fulfillment, you know, because business owners, a lot of us are the visionary type and we proclaim things all day. We're the best, the biggest, we're the strongest, we're growing the fastest. We're crushing it. Meanwhile, the numbers don't always tell that same story. So living in integrity between the data and where you're going, I think is so important. And this is a lesson I should have learned 15 years ago. And it took me a while to finally get this thing right. Absolutely. I love that you shared that with everyone and myself. Thank you so much. You know, you're so right about that, getting that fulfillment. And, you know, talk, talk to us about, you know, your your podcast now what were your intentions behind it and where are you at today with it a mm, couple things so i launched a podcast because somebody told me it was a good way to meet people i'm in little old canada and you know how it goes we're in canada we're like kind of <laughs> isolated i'm like we're all the capitalists you know i have a real a, a business podcast right uh we're all the capitalists and i'm looking around i can't find them i'm like man there's a whole bunch of them in the u.s how do i get access to these people Somebody told right. me, hey, if you launch a podcast, you basically get an hour with somebody to talk. And I'm like, that sounds pretty damn good. Let's do that. So I launched this thing, wanting to meet people, get to know them. And a podcast was a good way for me to have an open, honest dialogue with somebody. A podcast gives you something powerful, which is an hour of uninterrupted time. Now, you have a choice. You can either make it superficial or you can make it super amazing. I went deep with all of my guests on the podcast. We did 45 episodes in the first couple of seasons. I went super deep. I asked them questions they never talk about. I made it very personal. And I used it as an opportunity to cultivate a relationship with somebody. And that to me was, was probably the most important relationship building tool that I've ever done is using the podcast for what it was designed, which for me is to build a relationship and have a real conversation. So that's been so powerful for me. A lot of those people have become friends of mine. They have referred other people. I've joined masterminds because of the podcast. So I use it as an opportunity for outreach and relationship capital. And I had people show up on the podcast that I'm like, this, this guy's worth a hundred million bucks and he's willing to come on my podcast. Hell yeah, let's go for it. Because Incredible. you know, what do people, right? People want awareness. They want to leverage their brand. They want to get in front of more audience members. So I think as podcast owners, it's important to understand what the other person's looking for. Why do they do the podcast in the first place? And then what can you creatively do to enhance that experience? So I've got a few tricks and I can share them with you if you'd like of things that I've Please. done to create mm -hmm. much better engagement than most people. You want the tricks? Yes, please. <laughs> we want to share them. Okay, I'll give you the most important one. Most people who go on podcasts, every podcast is the same for the most part, okay? 
kind of the same series of questions, the same general vibe, just, just kind of a Q&A session. So I said, how do I make this personalized? If the podcast was a gift, how do I personalize the podcast? So what I did was I was like, what talent do I have? And what talent I have is the I have this like I can sing and rap and perform and do all this thing, right? So as a result, what I did is at the end of every podcast, and I'm hoping you do this when we're done, you're going to do a rap for me. And you're going to literally rap what we talked about. And you're like, maybe not. I did this. I did 45 raps for 45 guests. Not only did I do a rap, but I recorded the rap. I put it on an old like iPod mini. And then I mailed it to them going, thanks for being on the podcast. You are awesome. I made you a rap song. I made, you a, I made them a music video with their rap song. I wanted to honor my people in a way that only I could do. So I think for podcast owners is to understand like, how can you honor your guest in such a unique way that nobody's ever done this for them before? Now, some of them were so excited, they shared it. Other people just kept it for themselves. It's cool either way. But it's creating something unique and experience. Like if I sent you a, a, a like your own rap song on an iPod, you would go, man, that's pretty cool. That Absolutely. Is cool. Oh right? my gosh. Like who would do that? This is unique. This is you. This is incredible. Like I love that you do that. So I spent an extra couple of hours. I got a recording studio. I, I rented a, like a tour bus. I shot music videos for like a few days. And I recorded a whole bunch of music videos for this podcast. So if you go to our humble podcast, you can literally just browse the music videos for all of our guests. So that I think is a very cool way. Cause again, we're building relationships here. And hey. if you want to, if you want to date somebody, are you going to show up with the same speech and the same flowers and the same restaurant that everybody else shows up? Or are you going to do something a little bit unique for me? I'm going to be different and I'm going to share a piece of me. Like my music is a piece of me that most people can't share, won't share, don't want to share. What do you think about that? This is absolutely incredible. I love that. You're, you're so unique. You know, you make everyone feel like a superstar and, you yep. know, the building, the relationship, I think is the number one, number one thing, building that or building the relationship, making them feel very, you know, special and thanking them for coming on the show. Like they're taking their time of the day to come on your show and you're taking your time too. So that's, that's amazing that you do that, you know, and the connection and relationship that stays alive after the show is, is probably a huge result of, you know, going out of your way to wrap and send it to them. Right. So you're still thinking of them and everything, which is amazing. Well, everybody's so focused on doing an interview that they forget that this is a human connection. They're so they're, they, I, I find a lot of podcasts get so obsessed with like my perfect questions and you're trying to logically create an incredible experience for the listener, but you fail to connect the heart. That's what we do. So for me, it's connect the heart first, get to know the person, get, get to like ask real questions and, and bring a part of your heart and your spirit to the table. Then all the logical things make sense. But if you never do that, if never, if nobody gets up here and goes, I'm hanging out with Brittany because she deserves, <laughs> I'm hanging out with Brittany. I forget the rest, right? Like if, Nobody ever, like you already dancing. You're like, okay, okay, this this is the song, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, now we're like, this is, nobody ever sings on a podcast. Nobody writes no. a cool letter. Nobody does a thing. But I'm just over here like, I'm hanging out with Brittany. <laughs> He's hanging right? out with Brittany. See, see, there you go. And, and that's the experience. Like you want people to leave the podcast and go, wow, that is a cool person. That is a person who cares about what they do. I believe in excellence in every area. So if you're going to do a podcast, bring bring as much excellence to the table. 
Um, you don't want to be a sea of podcasts. There's a hundred thousand shows we could listen to. So you, I think that the, the, making yours unique just m- may helps you stand out so much more. And it gives the audience something extra to listen to. So now I have 45 songs where if somebody really appreciated a podcast episode, they could go and listen to the music and go, wow, there's a song about this. That is so fresh. Amazing. Yeah. And like, yeah, you got to use your, you know, make your podcast and sh- and be you, be unique, be, share your real voice, like be you. And the way that you do it, it's just an inspiration. I'm mm. sure for, well, I know it is for myself and I'm sure for everybody listening. So I'm so happy you shared that with us. It doesn't Thank take you. a lot. It just takes a little bit of creativity, a little bit of, and everybody can do this. You know, it doesn't have to be music. It can be something else, but now you're going to leave going, and you're going to be singing that going down the road you know if you want to build a relationship you have to leave leave the other person in awe you know awe and wonder give them something where they can go that was a cool experience so one of my big secrets for all things in life podcast events business create defining experiences the kind of experience that will come back in your subconscious later music does that visual aids do that. Like if you look at my setup behind me, it's like, you got, you got all the, we've made the effort to make it stand out a little bit. You know, you've got the right. and the things. it's not cheesy. the color, the color scheme. And, and this color is on a remote. I can switch the color out. So a little bit of extra thought and creativity, I believe goes a long way. It just shows the intentionality behind what the show was designed to be. So I think for podcast guests, spend a little bit of time. If you're going to host a podcast and try to get a little bit creative with it and go, what can I do to stand out? And what can I do that's unique and mine and personal? Because nobody can rip off what I do. They can copy and do a song, but nobody can take a piece of my music and deliver it like I can. Amazing. I love it. Thanks for sharing. These are so many important um, pointers that we can all think about when they usually get unseen, right? Well, we don't, we put that last. We're thinking about the questions. We're thinking about, okay, but we, it's the little things that really stand out and they can really make a difference as well. So I'm really happy you touched on that. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So Ben, tell me a bit about how you go ahead and find these incredible guests. You know, how do you attract them to your show? Uh, I mean, do you, go and start conversation with them or do they come to you? I know you mentioned some referrals. Uh, tell me a bit about that. You want the exact script actually? You want the like exact- Whatever you're comfortable script. with. <laughs> I'm, I'm, if your audience is like, I want the exact script. They probably want the script. Like, I want the I know, they're like, they're like, what are you doing <laughs> to do that? So, you know, it goes back to your very first word, which is leverage, right? Everybody okay. knows somebody. Start with yeah. the guests that you know that you can get on there. That That is, in my world, it's business owners, entrepreneurs, people that have achieved wealth or success in, in, in life, business, marriage, whatever. So your show should also define who you bring on the show. For me, the Humble Podcast is about incredible stories of inspiration. So I tend to bring on people of business, people that were immigrants, people that started with nothing, people that have accomplished successful things. So I start with the people that I know. In my world, I join a lot of masterminds and groups that I'm a part of. So I pull people in from my masterminds. So if any of your um, viewers are in a mastermind community or in a group of business owners, pull the most exciting people from there. And then what you want to do, what I've done is I've been able and willing to leverage the people in there to do outreach to other people on Instagram. So what we did was like this. Hey, it's Ben Humble. You don't know me, but I'm a, you know, I'm a new fan. I just had Mark Evans on my podcast. It was incredible. We had such a great time. And Mark's done some super amazing things. 
And I would love to have you on the show next. Anyway, who would I have to talk to on your team to set that up? And then as soon as you have Mark, you have another person and then another right. person. And then another. Hey, I had Sean Whalen and Mark on my podcast. And, and once you get, if it's a financial one, the best thing is this. Hey, I've had over a billion dollars worth of net worth on my podcast. And I want you to be next. Who on your team do I need to connect with to schedule that? And you have to keep digging onto the thing that you've already done. You know, hey, I've got, I've got a Canadian audience that nobody knows, right? Hey, you need outreach in Canada. I've got a Canadian audience. I've had over $100,000 or 100,000 followers or 100,000 viewers or $100 million. Use some kind of quantifiable number that drives credibility. And from the credibility, it's a name or it's a number. And now people have a reason to go, oh, this guy looks more legit. Yep, this guy's, le he had that guy on his podcast. I want him on my podcast. Now you're playing a game. And the game is outreach to all the people that you can think of. Once you have a couple people that are local celebrities or bigger celebrities or high net worth individuals or really successful people, you leverage those names because you did have them on your podcast. By the way, here's the link to the episode. You can check it out. So you can check right. me out. People want to see what they're about to walk into. They, they want right. to know what it is. They're going to want to check you out. Make it easy for people to check you out. Make it easy for them to see how they win. Like, hey, I'm, I want to expose you to a whole new audience in Canada. I'm sure you have a lot of American followers, but I find that Canadians love American podcast guests. It's incredible. Our people would love to have you. It would be so impactful. And I think you'd have a great time with us. Who can I schedule that with? Now, you might send out 100 and get back five. This is a number. Right. Game. This is a number. Okay? I was just going to say, you, yeah. If you're not sending out 100 to get back five or 10, you're not playing the game right. Right. Here's the cool part. I build a residual thing. So as my following gets bigger, as I do more shows, I'm finding people reaching out to me now who I reached out to two years ago going, dude, you asked me to be on the podcast two years ago. When do you want to do it? And I'm like, okay, cool. Now you're coming back to me. So as your credibility influence grows, your podcast, your show, your ratings, as everything grows, you'll find that out of those hundred people will start coming back and backfilling into your world. And they'll go, I want to be on your show. Hey, when are you doing a podcast? So join a mastermind or a community, find the influential, successful people in there, give them something that they want, which is awareness, right? They want, they want to get their message out, give them a unique experience that just absolutely excites them. They use that experience and that branding, that name to go and do outreach to other people, get four or five of these people on your podcast, and then do massive outreach to, to the top 100 that you want. And out of those 100, you may get five, six, or 10. And that's how I've had billions of dollars of net worth on my podcast is because I keep reaching out and reaching out and reaching out and reaching out and reaching out. So we were doing two to three episodes a week. We cranked through 45 episodes very, very quickly. So um, now I, I have a little bit of a sad story. My cousin and best friend who was running our podcast had passed away. Uh, oh, I'm so away. sorry. Yeah, he, he's a young man. He passed away uh, just over a year ago and he was running it. So I had kind of a uh, a season where I was like, I'm not doing this podcast anymore. You know, Vinny was running it. Shout out to Vinny in heaven. He was running it. He was doing the whole show. And I just said, eh, I don't want to do it anymore. But um, it's been some time. So we're going to be picking that back up. And, you know, I, I'm on a lot of shows, but I put my show on hold because it was it was kind of a tough, tough emotional roller coaster for that. But that doesn't change the fact that this model works. And within a couple of months, I was able to book dozens and dozens of guests. So it's just a matter of putting in the legwork, being smart about your approach. Don't spam people. If you're not going to show up with credibility, don't cold. Like I don't cold target people unless I have something credible. 
So I have Mark on my show. I find Mark's top 10 influential friends. I send them a DM and I reference Mark. Everybody follows everybody. You can see who the followers are. You can see who the blue checks right. are. And, and, and right. that's the game. That's, so the people who want it bad enough, yeah, you can book, you can book incredible podcast guests. Is that helpful? First, absolutely. First off, I'm sending my condolences for that loss of your cousin and best friend Vinny because that's incredibly hard, especially if he was running the show and everything, that would be difficult to continue the show for the time being. But I'm I'm happy to hear that you are thinking about, you know, starting it up again and um, you know, sharing all this knowledge and everything that you have to offer with um with your audience and stuff, you know, like you said, it's a great way to build a credibility and authority and you never know who's listening. And down the line, like you said, many people come to you and be like, I've been listening for two years. I do want to come on the show. You did ask me before, you know, so they're watching, they really are, or they're listening. So, um, incredible, incredible. I have have a friend, you may know him. His name is Brandon Turner and he did a podcast called Bigger Pockets. So Brandon did an episode like every week for nine years. And over and over and over and over and over and over again, he interviewed so many amazing investors and then he was able to launch his own thing. Now he has a fund. Now he has all this stuff that he's doing. So I think the moral is every one of my mentors that's in this space, their whole thing is just outlast, just be in this game long-term, do podcast after podcast. All of it is residual long-term evergreen content. It sits in there. It sits in the ether forever. I still get downloads from two years ago. People downloading stuff every week. I get the update. Oh, download, 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 download. You know, people are people are going onto the you know the the YouTube and Spotify, and it, it, people are posting comments and things and resharing it. And I'm like, man, that's like a two year old thing. But the reality is that content is great content. So I challenge people who do podcasts to make sure you have evergreen content. That means things that aren't seasonal things that aren't necessarily just political because that political content can go away pretty quickly but if you're talking about wealth building and health and happiness and family and faith those things are evergreen they last forever so that kind of content has a chance to resurface pick up steam so you're you're planting those seeds on the on the world wide web so i would always you know kind of lean towards that versus like let me do a sports um podcast and and this game is my is my episode then when when that game is over that topic is over now now people don't have a reason to watch it again yeah i'm happy you mentioned that so so true you want to really make sure the content is something that's everlasting and um because like you said you can get downloads years down the road of your first episode or whatever it might be it's just crazy you know um so ben one last question i know that these episodes are slow and, or it's not slow, but short. And I wish they were longer because we're just getting so much valuable uh, inspiration from you. So anyways, what is your number one focus and desire for 2023 within the podcast, within the business? Any? Yeah. So I live in purpose every day. For me, it goes like this impact and then income is down here. I've been very blessed to create uh, credible businesses, have an amazing life. I have all the trinkets and things I could want. And it's about impact. It's about reaching people and being an evangelist for things that I believe are truth. Financial prosperity, everybody should have it, can have it, deserves it. So for me, I empower people. So my focus on 2023 is to empower. You'll see me do a lot more shows. Um, you'll see me a, a lot more on social media 
doing a lot more content pieces. I've been traveling the last couple of years, joining masterminds, being a part of different communities. And I think it's powerful what 2023 is going to bring, but you'll see a lot more of me because I think it's important that we keep speaking truth. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my, my, uh, you know, my pastor says that there's like the world and the word and the world keeps changing, but the word stays the same. For me, my truth is this word of helping people. You are worthy. You are capable. You just have to stand up and move, you know, and for me, I'm very much in that inspirational empowerment thinking all the time, 24 seven. So I just think, especially now, more people need that message to know that they are worthy and that they're not, they're not struggling. They don't need to struggle alone. So that's going to be my focus for at least the next couple of years. Ben, this is amazing. Honestly, everything, I think you're coming from a, a really good place. You know, you're not chasing the money. You don't need to. You're, you're looking to empower people. And that's something you're passionate about. That's almost like your calling and your purpose, really. And then the money just flows in and you're actually making a huge difference in everybody's lives, um, which is incredibly powerful. So, so happy you shared that for us. I'm so happy. I, I totally believe in your mission and what you've got going on. Like, honestly, this is incredible. So thank you so much for coming on today and really just sharing this message with everyone, giving us some tips, some tips and, you know, valuable inspiration that, you know, they can share with others or whatever it might be, because everything that you mentioned was just from the heart and, and incredible. So thank you. You're welcome. One last piece I'll say to people, it doesn't matter where you start, doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter what your adversity or the color of your skin is. If you focus on giving, if you focus on gratitude, then you can have that growth that you're looking for. That's my last message. Thank you so much, Ben. It's been a pleasure having you on. I can't Thank wait you. to hear how it goes with the, um, the podcast once you up and start going again, because I mean, you had a lot of success with it before. So that's exciting. Thank you. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on, just like Ben Humble did today to share his amazing, powerful story and some tips, um, talk about your journey and your podcast, your business, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks, Ben. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.